Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. Today, we want to continue our series on the God of all grace. And I want to pick my test from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. I want to read Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And this is how we're going to do it. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. The prophet is saying, we're going to move mountain, but it's going to come with a shout of grace. Today, I'm going to speak to you on the subject, supernatural grace. Supernatural grace. You see, some of us, when we hear about grace, we think about amazing grace. We think about the forgiveness of our sins, and we think about the goodness of God, and it is all true. But today, I want to introduce you to another aspect of the grace of God. Grace has power. God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for my power. There is power in grace. And today, I want us to exploit that power in grace I call supernatural. I want to talk about supernatural, I'm talking about something that is beyond us. Something that is beyond, above the natural. When I talk about the supernatural, I'm talking about the unexplainable. Things that God wants to do in your life that you go, wow. And grace will do that. Something that will exceed the ordinary. Or simply something that is, I will call the miraculous. Are you still with me? I'm here to tell you there is a, a miraculous aspect of the grace of God. Intrinsic in this powerful grace is something that will exceed the natural or the ordinary. So come with me. We are going to look at this supernatural grace in three aspects of it. We are going to look at the reality of this grace. The reasons for this grace. And the requirement. What does it take to step into the supernatural grace of God? It's going to be available for you. And I believe today something will shift. As you begin to understand this important doctrine of grace and what that can do in your life. So let's start with the reality. What do I mean by the reality of this grace? What this grace, that the fact that this grace is available in two ways. It's available both for you to receive and, both, and also for you to release. So let me start with the first one. This grace is available for everybody to receive. I want to pick it up from a passage from Peter. He says, but may the God of all grace... 
And if you have never looked at the supernatural aspect of it in this verse, I want you to open your eyes. The God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you've suffered for a while will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. This is beyond ordinary. Grace is able to do things in your life that you might not be able to do in the natural. In other words, grace brings a breakthrough. Grace will bring you open doors. Grace will bring you healing. Grace will bring provisions and make way for relationships in your life. Grace! In Romans chapter 4 verse 15, I wanted to keep this supernatural grace in mind as we read this. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace. Do you see that? We are talking about a promise and we, we are going to talk about a supernatural promise. It's by grace. And may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offering not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. In other words, the reality of the fact of the matter is that anyone that is the called sons and daughters of Abraham are guaranteed to receive this promise by grace. In other words, grace will open the same doors that opened for Abraham. And then he explains, Paul explains, he is a father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. The God, <laughs> and this is supernatural grace, who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. This is our guarantee promise. The fact that what you are hoping for, believing for, asking God for does not exist, does not mean that it does not exist. It may not exist in the natural, and that is why we call it supernatural. By definition, we are limited to the natural. There are things that we can provide in the natural, but there comes a time when we need a supernatural move. And there's somebody listening to me today who needs God's supernatural move in their life. And God who has given us access, every one of us who are sons and daughters of Abraham are guaranteed to receive this promise by grace. Not only are we guaranteed to receive it, we are also guaranteed to release it. In other words, as a child of God, God said supernatural grace is available to you. Not only that, you have got the power also to release it to others. Watch this, Acts chapter 14. The Bible says, therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace. What is that witness? 
granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. I am saying that grace is not just forgiveness of sins. Grace can be released to cause signs and wonders. And when the apostle talk about the grace of God upon me, they may be referring also to the miraculous, the supernatural. When they, see, when they say, I see the grace of God upon you, they can see the powerful hand of God upon your life and ability to release it. Acts chapter 6, let me give you one more. I say we have the, the realities that we can receive it and we can also release it. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and Many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Praise God. Stephen, a man full of grace and power. This is what you expect when a man is full of grace. I pray that we pray that God fill me with grace. Have you ever prayed that prayer? You better. Because when God's grace comes upon you, Part of the package is a supernatural. Performing amazing miracles and signs among the people. Why? He was full of grace. Show me a man. Oh, I want to challenge you this morning. Show me a woman full of grace. And I will show you a person who has the capacity to release miracles, signs, and wonders. Are you still with me? Let me give you one more. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. I'm saying we have the ability of which I became a minister. Paul talking about his ministry. According to the gift, what gift? Of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. I want to introduce you to the power element of grace. So that the next time your child is sick, you can say, God, I pray and I release the grace of signs and miracles. Because when grace comes, it just doesn't come to forgive you of sins as we have talked about. Not only to lead you in righteousness, in the path of righteousness, we talk about sustaining grace. Not only to help you through difficulties and trials. But grace also can help you enter into the supernatural zone. You get it? That's a reality. God has given you the child of God. I mean you, the child of God. Not just the pastors or the ministers. The ability to receive this anointing, this grace. Ability to release it. Why do we need it? Let's look at the reasons. Why does God's grace come upon us to move into the supernatural, into the wonders? And I believe our generation, we have to start entering into the wonder zone. Because what I read in the book of Acts, I don't believe it is just for our entertainment. Because when you read the book of Acts, Everywhere you turn, they say grace, 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 great, 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 And the results, power, miracles, signs, anywhere you see. At one point, the Bible says that there was such 
mighty work of God in the in Antioch that they sent Barnabas to go check it out. You're going to love this. And the Bible says when Barnabas got there, he saw the grace of God. How do you see grace? You can see grace. You can see grace in somebody's life. You can see grace on somebody's church. You can see grace in a city. You can see grace on a business. You can see grace in your, in your destiny. Somebody can see the fruit of grace. And the Bible said when he came and he saw the grace of God, he encouraged them to continue. May people see the grace of God upon your life. Oh, I pray, may you be full of the grace of God. I'm not talking about a quarter or a half. May you be filled with the grace of God. And may signs and wonders follow you. In Jesus' name. Why do we need this grace? Number one, because of his wonders. Like I said, we are limited in the natural There are things that we need God to step in and we need that grace to receive it. There are situations where we get sick and doctors, God bless them, they can help us so far. And sometimes the best, and some of you, you have been on medication too long. And maybe sometimes we accept it too quickly. There comes a moment and say, God, I am sick and tired of these drugs. I need the grace of miracles. I need that grace upon my life for healing. There was a woman like that. She had issue of blood for 12 years. The Bible says she's been everywhere. She tried all the medications. And one day she made her mind that she would do something about it. I say intrinsic in grace is the ability to perform signs and wonders. Grace is what Rebecca found and had a baby. Grace is what Sarah found and had a baby. Grace is what Isaac found when he saw a seed in the midst of a famine and the Bible says he reaped a harvest. That's grace. Grace is what Jacob found. When he needed God to break certain chains in his life. And some of you need it. Break certain addictions in his life. And some of you need it. Set him loose from certain oppressions. From some darkness in his soul. When he said, God bless me. He's asking, entering to grace zone. Grace. Many of us, we face mountains and we read, like we read in Zechariah, mountains stand before us and, and the prophet said, shouts of grace. It's going to move that mountain. I haven't tried it before until the, the Lord opened my eyes to this scripture. Normally, when I see mountains, the first thing is I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going to bind and loose and that is okay. There are mountains that can only move when you begin to speak in the spirit. There are mountains that move that you can just speak by faith. Be that removed and be that cast into the sea. And there are mountains that can only move with shouts of grace. Grace! Grace! I'm here to tell somebody, grace move mountains. 
including even the overdue mountains. I meet a lot of people that say, oh, pastor, this is overdue. Oh, overdue doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. Overdue means that God is setting you up for a greater miracle. When I meet people, I say, pastor, I'm past overdue. I say, have you read the Bible lately? Because the last time I checked the Bible, I saw a lot, a lot of people who were overdue. I mean, Sarah was so overdue. When the angel came, she laughed. But sometimes God loves to just specialize in overdue problems. Is there somebody listening or watching me today that is overdue? God hasn't forgotten about you. Maybe according to your time. Oh, I wish today we are going to have some time to pray. I will try and finish up quickly so that we enter into gray zone. Because I feel like we need to break certain mountains and remove them and believe God's grace. And from today, some of you are going to expect and receive things you have never received before in Jesus' name. I said when your, your situation is overdue, it doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. When Daniel prayed, his situation was overdue. When Jesus came to Lazarus, the situation was overdue. In fact, the, the sister said, Lord, if you have been here on time. But Jesus wasn't late. It wasn't like he forgot. He knew. In fact, they brought him the message that Lazarus was sick. He said, give me two more days. I want this situation to be overdue. Because God is saying, I don't want to heal the sick. What about raising the dead? So maybe you may be complaining today about your sickness. And God is saying, I've got a greater miracle for you. A miracle of raising the dead. So that when you give your testimony, people can know without a shadow of doubt that this is God. Sometimes we have to allow some overdueness, if that is a word, to hockey. If Paul himself said that, he was born as a man overdue. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Born out of due time doesn't mean God has forgive, uh, forgotten you. It doesn't mean you are the last. He was born out of a due time, but he became the greatest apostle. I want to speak to everyone today. God want me to encourage everyone today that's listening to my voice. That feel like God has forgotten you. He's setting you up. The fact that you were born at, out of due time. The fact that your situation has gone into injury time. It doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. Because that is when we actually see true miracles. That's why we can actually look and say, this is the grace of God. We need this supernatural because of his wonders. We want God to do something in our life only he can do. That is why it is called grace. If you can do it for yourself, then it's not grace. The shout of grace is symbolic. It's simply saying, God, only you can do. At my situation... I am 45 years old. When am I going to get married? First of all, when am I going to get engaged? And these days, engagement takes a year. 
By the time my wedding is come, I'll be 46. And when am I going to conceive and have a child and I want three children? By the time I'm 50, God, only you can do. When you say shouts of grace, you are saying only you can do. Right now, right here, somebody needs to be encouraged about something. You are tired of it. You need a miracle. You need God's supernatural intervention. And I'm here to tell you he will do it. You see, when your situation, the fact that your situation is so long and overdue, does not intimidate God. In fact, it makes his glory even more glorious. So don't you love it when the Bible, it will introduce us to somebody's sickness. And sometimes it will go in details just to set the person up. In other words, this is not just an ordinary miracle. This person was born blind. This person has never seen before. You know what? The Bible could have simply said, Jesus met this blind man and he touched him and he was healed. You will not appreciate the grace. This man was born blind. This man that you see at the beautiful gate, every day somebody has to carry him, bring him to the gate, carry him back home, carry him back. Look at the process. Until one day, God stepped in. You don't think God understands your pain and everything you're going through, he does. I'm here to tell you, he's still on the throne. As long as you have voice, you can shout. You can shout for grace. We need the supernatural grace because we need his wonders. Signs and wonders are not optional. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. The problem with many of us is sometimes we settle too much with the mundane and ordinary and natural. You see, let me tell you where I come from. When, when, when you are growing a church and signs and wonders are not evident. People will leave your church. Because people come with situations that only God can do. And when they come, they come with expectations. You see, in North America and in Europe, you can start a church, run a church, have a church without signs and wonders, and you can get away with it. Because people come expecting nothing. They come expecting some few hymns and some good preaching and, and go home. In fact, they, they have an hour. Get it done, let me go home. And so we don't see these things and sometimes we wonder whether these things exist. I am here to tell you they do and they are happening in other parts of the world. And it's time for you to start to expect with shouts of grace. Lord, I have taken things too much. I've accepted the ordinary in my life. Don't you understand that the Christian life by itself is a supernatural lifestyle? You can never live your Christian life on the natural. Because God, Jesus told Nicodemus, what is flesh is flesh. And what is spirit is spirit. 
He wanted to be born again, but wanting to be born again in the natural. And Jesus said, you can't do that. This process is a supernatural process. It begins with the supernatural. You live your life by the supernatural and you end your life by the supernatural. I'm here to tell you, child of God, enter into supernatural and stop accepting the natural as a normal. Why has the natural become your new normal? No, you are supernatural. God said, expect it. He said, go preach the word and I will confirm your word with signs and wonders. Did he say that he would do it? Is there anything too difficult for God? No. Grace, grace will make it possible. Why do we need this supernatural grace? We need it because of his witness. His name is at stake. We live in a generation that is so full of unbelief. And people need to see the power of God. Paul said, when I came to you, I did not come to you with just mincing words of man's wisdom and intellectualism. But I came to you in the power and the signs and wonders of God. So that your faith will not be built on human wisdom, but on the power of God. It's by the power of God that you live and breathe and have your being. And if you are not experiencing the supernatural life as a child of God, something is missing. May I encourage you to start to explore it because the whole lifestyle is a supernatural lifestyle. His name is at stake because when people see the wonders of God, the glory of God, the power of God, they will come. You got to give me a testimony. Tell the person who says, I don't believe in God. Or I don't even know there is a God. Tell, let me tell you what he's done in my life. Acts chapter 4. The Bible says, they prayed and said, Lord, look on their threats. Today you look around us, there's threat everywhere. There's threat to our Christianity. There's threat to our faith. People want to banish us. People want to take care of, take Christianity out of this world. And that is exactly the threat that they face. What is the answer to the threat? Grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. This is the answer when we are facing a threat. Pray for boldness and pray for supernatural grace to manifest. Let them see the cripple walk. Let them see the eyes of the blind open. Let them see the power of God. And it comes through the faith and the grace of God. Child of God, when you expect nothing, you receive nothing. That's why the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Come, expecting God's grace to manifest in your life. Come, expecting God's supernatural power. And the Bible says, you receive, and it gives examples, so many examples in Hebrews chapter 11. Men and women who came to God expecting, because they understood that supernatural is also bread for the children. I'm taking hold of God until he heals me. I'm taking hold of God until he finds me the wife. 
I'm taking hold of God until he changes my situation. Why do we need the reasons? Why do we need the supernatural gifts? Let me give you one more. Because of his worship. We, we, we need to experience the wonder of God in our life. That's why we need supernatural grace. We, we, the world needs to see his witness. He they, they witness his power. And then thirdly, for his glory. People need to worship God when they see it. In chapter 3 of Acts, the Bible says, and he took him, I'm referring to the man at the beautiful gate, by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankles, bones, received strength. You know what is happening here? The supernatural. The man who couldn't walk before, something came through him. All of a sudden, the bones be, began to take shape. The bones that were missing, that were def deficient, all of a sudden, they came together. How did that happen? It is a supernatural. He stood and he walked and entered the temple with them. Walking, leaping, and praising God. It is for his glory. Because when men and women receive the supernatural power of God, they worship him. He didn't go to a worship class. He didn't go to a small group to say, okay, now that you have been healed, this is what you must do. Number one, you must walk. Number two, you must leap. And number three, you must praise God. No, nobody taught him that. Because the supernatural itself will bring you to that realm. See, worship is great. We come to God out of obedience, we worship him. But you, we also see that in the New Testament, the Old Testament, most of the worship you see came out of the supernatural. Do you know that? When they crossed the Red Sea, nobody said, okay, where is Sister Theo? Sister Theo, why, 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 where are your first songs? Let's sing these three songs and two hymns and then, and then Pastor Moses come and preach. No! The moment the Bible said they crossed the Red Sea, supernatural will usher you into supernatural worship. And that type of worship pleases God. The Bible said Miriam took the tambourine. By the way, she wasn't the worship leader. She took the, the tambourine and started to sing. Among the gods, among the gods, who is like unto you? Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praise. Do ye wonders. Hallelujah. Who is like unto you? Oh God, who is like unto you? He brought forth a new song. And I believe I've already told you before. Songs are written from a place of the miraculous. You can never have a song until you have come out from something. I am saying that worship that proceeds out of something is a type of worship that God is wanting from his people. Has God been good to you? Then tell him. He brought, a, he brought me out of the, the miry clay from a deep pit. I cried unto the Lord. And he heard my cry. And brought me out of the 
deep pit and from the miry clay and put my feet on the rock to stay. That's supernatural. And you know what he said? He put a new song. When God breaks that chain, when God brings that husband, when God brings that healing, when God works that miracle, there is a new song that comes. Song of praise. I said the supernatural leads to worship. And God is looking for men and women to experience this grace so that they can come to his house and start to praise him. Praise the Lord. Oh, can I finish quickly? What's the requirement? How do we enter into this zone? Two things. The first one, the obvious one, we need to seek him. Seek the grace of God. And we've been talking about this the last two months. Remember the passage? Hebrews 4. Come with and worship him. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, find grace. What's the grace that you need to help in times of need? What's your need? Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And that as you spend time in his presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and New Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington State, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.